We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Light Years Podcast After Show. The Warriors beat the Phoenix Suns back-to-back nights, being the number one and the number two seed. Andy Lou, I'm going to say what everyone around the world is saying. Do you believe? <laughs> you just chuckle as you were saying Yeah, I'm that. sorry. That it's, I'm sorry. It's, it's so corny, but I have to say it. You see, you see, our, you see our guy, um, Light Years affiliate from Boston, Bill Simmons. <laughs> Saying we believe 2.0. By the way, you coming up with Lightyear's affiliate from just different places, parts unknown from the entire uh, globe is, is just phenomenal. Uh, did see Bill Simmons say that. Uh, he, dude's hilarious. Uh, people are picking up on this, right? This this team is going to be an eight seed. Uh, best game, best win of the, best win of the season. Uh, best back-to-back game of the season. The best uh, these guys per- looked as a team all season. Yeah. Perk, uh, Perk said Alitas in the chat mentioning how Fitz said start the bus in the first quarter oh when when the when the uh, Suns went up. I want to say eight nine. Points. They were no, nine. Yeah, nine nine. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> He's like, it's one of those nights. Start the bus. There's like. 42 minutes left in the game. He's already he's already making up excuses. It was it was probably it was so absurd. I was laughing. Um, but but let's really talk about the we believe thing. The funniest thing about it is, I just just so uh, people listening know, I texted Andy. I th- I feel like comparing this team to we believe could be a really good segment, and Andy immediately shut me down, saying it was disrespectful. <laughs> That's how I feel. I, I love. I'm gonna ride with it though. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna ride with We Believe 2.0 because this this NBA deserves a run like this. Uh, the Warriors deserve a run like this after a tough few seasons. I just personally think it's disrespectful because Steph and Draymond are better than anything We Believe has ever done in their entire existence. And I just feel that like we're putting this team, we're pitting them as kind of a Cinderella story when they're not. They're a three-time championship team, five-time NBA Finals. I get it. I get it's cool, and I'm with it. I'm not stopping it. I just think it's a little disrespectful to these guys uh, because they're a better team than this. They should not be an eight seed, right? We know this. Even without Clay, they shouldn't be an eight seed. Uh, and I think they're showing that so far now that they get to play the type of basketball that they usually play in the postseason. So, um, But I'm riding with it, Sam. I'm with you. So, let me, with so you. let me give the counter-argument. Here's, here are the way that they're similar. Okay. Both teams started the season awful. Both teams rearranged their roster about the last 25 games. In the We Believe case, it was trades. You know, get rid of Dunleavy and Murphy, bring in Steven Jackson, Al Harrington. Um, Also, 
in in both cases, they got healthy at the right time. Like if you remember correctly, Barron was dealing with I want to say hamstring stuff for most of that year, and then he finally got healthy for the yep. final stretch. This Warriors team was trying to fit a bunch of square pegs and round holes all year. I still think they could have done a better job with it. But with that said, from the moment Wiseman went down, from the moment Kelly Oubre went down, in some ways it simplified this team to the point where it's like, all right, we're a small ball team. We're going to run. We're going to gun. We're going to, you know, Steph's usage is going to go through the roof. Draymond's going to play that point center role. And we're just going to lean into this and make you uncomfortable because no one else in the NBA plays like this team. And in in uh, in the We Believe case, I, they, I want to say they ended the season 16 and 5. It was something like that. The Warriors are currently 13 and 5 13, since they've yeah. kind of leaned into this and since the injuries forced their hands a little bit. Um, I think there's a little similarity to where both teams were eight seeds who had no business being eight seeds. Like if they, if they had this team, this construct all year, they're probably a four seed. Or yeah. Five seed yeah. Or yep. Yep. No, I cannot disagree with that. Um, I just think this team has the talent to actually, and they've actually shown a championship. That's the difference, but Hey, I'm not going against that. I do think that the, uh, I, I push back a little bit on the, oh, you know, Eric Pascal might come back, et cetera, might come back. I'm like, are they better with guys like that playing? Because the guys that are playing right now, this is kind of the perfect construction. What they probably need is Damian Lee to come back for Michael Mulder, right, just with the guys that they have today. Um, but this is a uh, this is kind of the perfect style that I don't know if you can play all season, but if we're talking about in a, in a, in a shortened 20-game regular season, last 20 games, and then a playoff series – Ah, man, tonight they won and Steph played pretty poorly just just in terms of shooting, right? And they won the basketball game. Um, And he wasn't that great shooting yesterday, sort of either, three for 13 from three yesterday. They won both games. Uh, And and I kind of – and the the biggest part is I kind of see Andrew Wiggins growing up. I see Jordan Poole growing up. I see Juan Descano-Anderson kind of showing up. These things, I don't know. Do I feel like they're sustainable? I kind of do, Sam. I kind of feel like these guys can play this way. Um, if they're going to play the style moving forward. Yeah. I mean, in, in some ways it's, it's what we've asked for all year and, <laughs> you know, we can, I, I feel like this, we'll get into this stuff in the off, in the off season more so than now, like who's to blame, what they need to do. But like, objectively, if you space the floor around Steph and Draymond and put guys who can guard multiple positions around them, you're going to have a baseline of success. And then depending on the talent level of those guys, you can have the ultimate success or you can have like middling play success. But like that is a coherent strategy to build a winning basketball team. Like Andrew Wiggins having his best year, he is, he's a good player. Like, you know, he's never going to live up to number one hype, but he's a good player. Um, Baysmore, you know, (laughs) Hits a I three, mean, it's, it's a nice hacks, yeah, yeah, hacks Chris Paul for no reason on the next possession. You know, I mean, he's he's a quintessential rotation player, probably has to do too much. Juan Toscano-Anderson, I mean, I'm pretty confident if I asked uh, our listeners, they would rather build a statue to JTA than like Iguodala today or something like that. Like he's, he's just completely like slander proof among the fan base and just absolutely love like they have they have players who fit. They just don't have enough of them. And maybe they need a little more, you know, in terms of talent to get to a farther level. But with that said, we're not talking about that now. So let's get, let's get back to this Phoenix game. Beating Phoenix in a game where Steph shoots. Andy, what did he shoot? One of 11 from three, seven of 22 from the field, 21 total points. Could, would you have guessed the Warriors win a game where Steph? I mean, we literally saw, kind of that game the first time they played or the last time they played the Suns and they were down by 30, right? This this is the same. This is not the same team anymore. This is a team that they're picking Steph up. And it's not like Steph is horrible. They're still generating dunks and layups all over the court. They had so many pain points. But the guys were still playing a lot better even when he's playing poorly. That's just not the team we saw in the first half of the season. That was the impressive part. You talked about Andrew Wiggins. 
Andrew Wiggins had a dunk late in the game there going at Frank Kaminsky. I don't know if I've ever seen him make that type of play in a close game, right? Like that's the type of play that a star makes where you've got that aggressive killer instinct kind of mentality, which people kind of knock Andrew Wiggins for. And he made that play. And then he made a three late in the game again, right? Like those are plays that I'm like, damn, I've never seen. I did not think Andrew Wiggins was going to get there. I don't know who I'm kind of giving the credit for. Probably just Andrew Wiggins, right? Like that's the type of play that I think is incredible. That That's maturity that we've seen this season. Uh, just, just to name one player. Absolutely. Um, one other player I want to talk about, and then we're going to bring on Aaron Larsoul for a minute. Draymond Green. Draymond Green making us all think he's washed all year only to turn it on. And I'll be honest with you. I might have sold my Draymond stock more so than Andy. I might have been, you know, you know, holding on to a small number of shares, but selling the vast majority because I wasn't buying. It was coming back. But like Draymond, the last, the last two games, definitely, but like the last 15 games, really, I don't know if he's been 2016 Draymond, but, you know, maybe 90% of that, like he's hitting shots he needs to hit. He's a little more explosive to the rim. The defense is like 99% of the way there. The passing is always going to be there. And I mean, he looks as good as I've seen him look probably since Katie's first. I'm going to go back and watch uh, the second half of this because I missed, I think I, I near the end of the game, I started watching Draymond only defensively and he was starting to make plays that you would see. Yeah, not, I'm not even thinking 2016. I'm thinking like 2019 in the postseason run where he was pretty damn good. And just the kind of plays that he was making, directing the defense, telling essentially there was a play where instead of him switching off, he told Wiggins to switch off just because it's probably a little bit of a better matchup uh, laterally, right? Against CP3 and or Devin Booker. And that's the type of stuff where you're like, He's on another level. I just want to rewatch that just to see where he is because he's so good right now. He's he's essentially he's treating every one of these games like a playoff game. Um, he, he's out there playing it like like it's game five. And Phoenix tonight played this game like it was an elimination game. I felt like I, I felt like Devin Booker was incredible. Chris Paul was doing his usual Chris Paul playoff stuff all the way down to choking, you know, and losing the game in the last few minutes. Just just on character, right? Uh, and it was just, I, I want to see these guys in a postseason series tomorrow. Yeah, right? like, it's just, like, ready, Steph, is right? Chris Paul's entire entire career is defined by just Steph Curry tormenting him. Um, I want to bring up friend of the show, Aaron Larsoul, for a minute. Aaron, what's up, man? Boys, so let, what, a, what a fun win. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's start here. Give Give us your thoughts on Draymond and... Steph tonight. Steph had a struggle game, but Draymond's been phenomenal. Give, give us your thoughts on where you are with them going into the playoffs, where you were before the season started, where you are. Uh, you know, I think um, Andy was right on. Draymond tells us who he is all the time, and we, you said you sold all your stock, and, and for whatever reason, we don't believe him. Some of it is because he's he's not in good shape and he seems old. <laughs> but Draymond Draymond is famous for the there's 16 game players and there's 18 uh, 82 game players. Uh, obviously, the the triple double in game seven after he got suspended. So Draymond is is ramping up quite clearly, and I think it's about time that we believe him when he says the the plan doesn't motivate him. All of that stuff. But when the chips are down, when you need Draymond. He is still an elite, elite player on both ends of the floor. Steph was not great tonight, but again, Andy was right. You know, the team got countless buckets. Andrew Wiggins ate off of him. Bazemore ate off of Steph. Um, and, and it speaks to the, it speaks to why Steph is one of the best two or three players in the NBA, because even when he is not at his best shooting the ball, his off-ball movement and what he can do for other players is so terrifying to defenses that people just panic and get out of themselves. So I think Steph was was a net positive today, even though he couldn't shoot the ball. 
Yeah, that was classic, classic Steph game when he's bad, that it looks bad on the box score. But you watch the rest of the team and you're like, well, Bazemore almost had 20 points tonight. And, you know, Wiggins was great. But, you know, a lot of his were great passing by Draymond and then a lot of layups from from uh, from Wiggins getting the ball to paint. You know what I also felt? And, and I think a lot of people appreciate this. Jordan Bell really felt like, I mean, wow, Jordan Bell, jeez. Jordan Bell, the man. Jordan well, you're, hey, you're hey, 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 that's wow. for next. That's for next. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Excuse me, guys. Uh, Jordan Poole really felt like he was, uh, he grew up there, um, grew up in front of our eyes. Like a game against Minnesota, et cetera, and, you know, him going off for 20 plus against Houston, those don't really count in terms of how good you get as a basketball player. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Night playoff atmosphere. He, Steve Kerr, shots to Steve Kerr closing with Jordan Poole instead of uh, Kevon Looney or Ken Bazemore and just saying, You play great. Go out there and finish the game. Right. And having that trust, I thought was unbelievable. Makes a huge three, like four feet behind the line. Um, and I think that's a guy you look at to get playoff experience this season who's going to be awesome next season. I love it. Absolutely. Um, Aaron, we appreciate you coming on real quick. I'm going to let you get, get running. Yep. My pleasure, boys. Thanks, Aaron. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LightEars and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LightYears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash LightYears. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. All right, Andy, is it time to get to some, some goons? See let's what the people have goons. to say? Yeah, and let's see. What, let's, let's get some goons. Let's see. Let's see what the people have to say right now. I appreciate everyone who is patient with us. This was a yes. slower starting show than usual. Um, sometimes that's how it goes. Uh, you know, we can't control those things. But with that said, Will Decker, what is up, my man? What is up? Oh my gosh, biggest win of the season, in my opinion, man. Uh, that Suns team is nasty, and you know, after we beat Utah, I was like, at least we split. You know, between the Jazz and the Suns on a back-to-back, because I was not expecting this, especially in a game where Curry wasn't even like, you know, he was just manhandled on defense for a lot of it. Uh, but he made two huge plays. I think the play that's going under the radar is the play he stripped Devin Booker on the wing. Like he always gets killed for his defense by the media. But what a play that was! Um, I'm just so hyped right now. Wiggins living up to that Maple Jordan nickname for the last six games. Uh, Jordan Poole is fantastic. Um, you know, when we had to deal with Wanamaker earlier in the season, 
we finally got a guy that's come in and he's got us like 39 I, for, I forgot Wanamaker was even on the team. That feels like two seasons. It was the equivalent of watching Steph. Like the difference between Steph and Wanamaker was like watching Jimi Hendrix on the guitar. And then when Wanamaker would come in, it'd be like a sixth grader that shittily just learned how to play Wonderwall by Oasis. Like it is such a drastic difference. <laughs> and I don't know, man, I'm just so ecstatic right now. Baysmore. You can blame all the stupid fouls you want on him, but for a mid-level exception, he has been absolutely awesome these past two games. It's true. Let's get Toscano Anderson a statue outside. Uh, wow. Biggest win of the season, in my opinion. Go Dubs. Well, that's a great call. Um, I think it's on the short list of biggest wins of the season. I thought the Utah win was huge last night. I feel like this one felt bigger because Steph played awful, and you're not always going to get Steph playing – well, for, so for them to beat a good team without staff, that's big time. Maxwell, what's up, man? <laughs> what's up, guys? <laughs> I was falling asleep. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> How so, could you? Um, about uh, Bays, because I think um, we've kind of disrespected him this year. Um, and I mean, sometimes rightfully so. But it, I think you said this before, Sam. He's not a six man. He's an eighth man in a six man's role this year. And do you think, you know, in, I, in a starting two guards role? Yeah. Right now, especially. And for next year, do you think him as our eighth man, do you, do you think he's the best eighth man in the league? I mean, assuming we, he, he he's here next year. Maxwell, great question. I don't know how Andy feels. I would be happy with Baysmore back. I think my issue with the Warriors, it, it's not Steph. Draymond or Clay, um, or even like Looney, Bazemore, or Want Scott Anderson or Wiseman. It's that they need to add a couple players who are better than Looney and Bazemore, but maybe not as good as like Steph and Draymond and those guys. Like just fill out that like four to six man role. Like get me guys of the caliber of Igudala of the past or um or Igodala. Or yeah, Igodala. yeah. No, by here. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. so it's just like this team just needs to add a little more talent. I I want to be able to know that if Baysmore is playing poorly, they only have to play him 10 to 12 minutes. Yes. And if he's playing well, maybe he plays 25 minutes. And same with Juan Toscano Anderson. Those guys have heart. Yeah. They play hard. I want them on my bench if I'm an NBA team. But it's like this team, if you're being honest, Everything goes back to, is Steph going to score 40 points tonight most of the time? Yeah, I want to be able to watch Ken Bazemore and enjoy his celebrations, right? And when he makes a mistake, hey, it's not going to really cost you the game. Right, right. you, you don't want to feel a, like you, you have to count deficit. on it. Yeah, yeah. like that's the thing. Like tonight after the game, you got Ken Bazemore pouring water on uh, on Andrew Wiggins. You're like, okay, like those are cool moments. It, just, it hurts a little more when you've just been watching him all season. And you're watching him make mistakes because he's the fourth best player on the team that night. And Ken Bazemore should not be the fourth best player on your team ever that night. Uh, or on not, none, night. If, so, none of you have aspirations of competing deep in the playoffs. Definitely or even not. in the yeah, or even in the playoffs. Yeah, right, right. So, I uh, by the back, way, Sam, I think we. I do too. And by the way, we have a quote here. Draymond said he loves the We Believe squad and what they did to spark the Warriors. He said Stack Jack. Barnes, Jay Rich are his guys, but we ain't no We Believe 2.0. We got three championships. Point to Andy Liu for for nailing that one. I'll give you that. Yeah. I was I was I was hyped off of it because we believe's fun and I want to like lean into that, but I me and Draymond, kindred spirits. That's what I. That's I've I've been telling people that all the time. This, this is my boy Andy, him and Draymond, Kendrick Spirits. <laughs> all right, keep moving. Joe Joe Walters. Hey. Oh, oh, here we oh go. yeah, man. This app sometimes is shit. Um, but I appreciate that you guys stick with it. Maybe they'll get some load testers. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm super stoked about the playoffs. We kind of mentioned it last night. I mean, again, the Jazz are frauds. The Suns are young. This is exactly what I said last night. I mean, I forgot they had Crowder, but whatever. They're still young. They're prone to making dumb mistakes. They should have blown us away tonight. We looked 
awful to start the game. You can't let a team that's not that's inferior to you hang around. This is the shit that happens when you're young and you don't you're not used to these situations and you're led by a choke artist, right? Like this is what happens. And this is why they're primed for an upset. So yeah, bring the Suns, bring the freaking Jazz. I don't care. They're both going down, right? And if not, we're going to make them fight for it. And that's going to be fucking great. And then we're going to be stoked all off season. So there we go. And hey, who knows? Maybe Draymond's right. Maybe this is a, a real winning team and they can actually make some mess going on. So hey, everyone, stay positive, have fun. We're blessed to have Steph. We're more blessed to have JTA. And we, I saw him fist bumping Lake. He's got that salary in the bag. He's going to get signed. So it's all good. <laughs> have fun, everyone. Appreciate it, John. Good call. By the way, good knowledge. The Lake of fist bump means you get a contract. Lake yep. of not fist bumping Nico Manning. You know, just, just throw it out there. Random um, Nico slander. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you this. What What are your impressions of the Suns overall as a team? You fan? Like, you, do the, you believe uh, in them? Do you believe in them? What, what are your thoughts? I, I think we both were impressed by Devin Booker. Yeah, I should have. Uh, oh, great win by the uh, Lakers tonight. THT, game-winning three. Um, I was most impressed by Devin Booker. Um, it's a little tough for him to get, I think, the shots that he needs to be that great with CP3 handling the ball all the time, which speaks to the greatness of Steph, because Steph makes everyone great because he doesn't need to pound, pound, pound all day long, right? Devin, Devin um, Booker to the bad. <laughs> uh, so that's the good. The bad is, I did you notice DeAndre Ayton was on the floor tonight? Did you know he was playing basketball? He because, so so that was my thing. I feel like um, and we should we we buried the lead here. Part of the reason that we want the Warriors to play Utah is we feel like Steph takes Gobert completely out of this game. Um, and the only reason we don't say that about Aiton is like we we just haven't seen Aiton playoffs. Like we've seen this this dance with Gobert a few playoffs in a row. <laughs> Literally seen him dancing. Yeah, exactly. Um, my impression of Aiton tonight was. He did get some rebound. He did get some offensive rebounds, which were valuable. But beyond that, not particularly impressive. Like, gets into a stance, but doesn't actually make Steph uncomfortable in any capacity. I didn't see him do anything that I thought was particularly special other than rebound the ball, which, you know, the Warriors are small. They're gonna, like, they're gonna play Memphis on Sunday and, you know, Valanchunas is going to probably give him some issues because he's a rebound, you know, he's really good at um, offensive rebounds. But other than that, like, I don't know. I don't see anything special. I, I right. saw people like saying like, you know, he could be, Oh, maybe this is Wiseman next year. I'm like, I, I kind of have higher expectations for Wiseman. Um, yeah. yeah exactly. And, and look, I think this season I would have liked to say, see Wiseman do what Aiton's doing now. Like, I don't know if he's doing anything that poorly. He just kind of exists out there, has some Bob dunks and, get some boards, right? Like I thought Wiseman can probably do that right now. Like Wiseman has the upside to be more because he's bigger. In my opinion, Wiseman's bigger. He's, he's, I think quicker. And also Wiseman shoot the three, right? Aiden, I don't really know. Yeah, what he, he had a, he had a little, there. he had a little jab step mid range shot. And I'm like, cool. Like cool, it yeah. looked, it looked nice, but it's like, you're not Anthony Davis. Are you AD exec? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're not, um, I didn't see anything special there. Um, so I don't know. Suns can enjoy that. Like, yeah, they, they took eight and over Luca. Good job, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not moving? that impressed. Yeah, I'm not that. I don't know if don't I'm know that about. impressed uh, with either team that, that we saw the last two nights. Ryan, next caller. What's up? Man? What's up, guys? Um, I know we were trying to move on from the Suns, but I have a little bit of take. I, I, I don't trust these guys in the playoffs, to be completely honest. Um, coming from Devin Booker's perspective, right? This dude is first time playing in the playoffs, right? And I, in my opinion, he's soft. I don't know if you guys remember what that video came out a couple year, a year ago, maybe in that open run, he was complaining about getting double teamed. Like really, bro, come on. He's part of that new NBA generation, Delos and Cat. But uh, also, <laughs> well, uh, talking about you guys already touched on Aiden again. He's soft. Uh, it's I don't trust him in the playoffs and. I just think this entire team is just unbearable because every Chris Paul team cakes on his personality. Um, but that's all. Great win. By the way, they really do. That is a great point. They, <laughs> yeah. they are an accumulation of players I enjoy 
individually. Thank you, Ryan. That's a great call. There, like, I like Chris Paul, sort of. I like Devin Booker. I like Michael Bridges. Jay Crowder is a player I'd like on the Warriors. I, they have a lot of guys I'd like, but like as a collection, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, class, classic. Uh, it's like LeBron when he takes over a team, they immediately start playing that slow down style. It's just who CP3 is too. Like these guys are so good at the way they play. I mean, can CP3 play any other way than he plays right there? Right? You move him off while he's yeah. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna like <laughs> right. not you're not gonna not have CP3 control the ball. So the team always takes on his personality. It doesn't matter who's on that team. Like <laughs> it's just part of the deal. All right, let's keep moving. <laughs> yeah, Booker's best minutes was without CP3. And there you go. That's true. Yo, yo. Hey, yo. Saeed, what is up, yes, my man? Yes, sir. So, as you know, we love GTA, JTA. We love pool. When Ubre comes back, where does he fit? What do we do? What is Kerr going to do? Because this team's looking, I don't know, man. You guys tell me. What do you guys think? Where does he fit? Who loses minutes? Obviously, Mulder should lose more minutes to pool. Pool should be playing at all times. Well, tell me. What do you guys think? I appreciate. That's a great question, Saeed. I don't actually think Mulder will lose minutes to Ubre because I don't know that they can play Ubre at any position other than like the four, right? Um, Andy, tell me how yep. you feel about yep. the matter. But it's like uh, with who the Warriors, I think you said it, who the Warriors need is Damian Lee to come back more so than anyone. They need Damian Lee to give them some. Yeah, I think Damian Lee is the guy that they need. Um, I actually thought of today. It'd be nice if Kelly Oubre was back, too, off the bench. Like, they kind of need a little bit more energy off that end. Just another body. Just another, but here's the thing. I think they should just keep running with an eight-man rotation. This is this is kind of, I think, their ceiling, right? Like, get guys that aren't good at basketball off the court. Eric Pascal, I don't need to see him play again rest of the season. I hope he's healthy. Don't need to see him play. If Damian Lee's back, do not, to see, do not need to see Michael Motor play rest of the season. Right? Like, I'm good with an eight-man rotation. The blessing in disguise with these injuries is that they're forced to play a shorter rotation, and they're forced to play with Draymond at the five and or just Kevon Looney out there, who's smart as hell. So that it kind of just works out perfectly for those guys. If I need some, if you, if you need someone back, like, it should be Lee or, or I guess, Ubre who can do some of those things. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think the one thing Steve Kerr has started doing which has been very useful to the team is he always has a second shooter on the floor now. Like Mulder is not, he's, he's a shooter, but let's just say he's a, he's an inconsistent shooter for a, for a shooter, but at least he commands attention as a shooter on the weak side, which is something that the Ubre at the two guard lineups didn't do. I think that's something that, um, you know, Ubre is going to come back. He's going to give you some minutes, the power forward spot next to Wiggins, next to Draymond at center, next to um, Looney and stuff like that. Right. But like, I don't think we're going to see, uh, you know, him back in the two position anymore. I mean, geez, if they want to win, <laughs> hey, they're, like cha- they're officially chasing wins now. Okay, next caller. Let's keep moving. David, what's up, man? Going once, going twice. All right. Ricky Garcia. Yeah, what's up? Can you hear me? Ricky, we can hear you. What's up, man? All right. So I think some of the other people might have lightly touched on it, but like after what you've seen these last two games, do you still favor the Jazz um, in a best of seven playoffs? Or do you do you still um, feel like the Warriors' most favorable matchup is the Jazz in a best of seven series? Okay, great question, Ricky. So I'll I'll, ask, I'll let Andy start here. If I, you had a cho- if you had a choice, would you rather play the Jazz or the Suns? I think my answer still remains the same. I think I'd rather play Utah. Now, part of this is uh, Donovan Mitchell. Like, I don't know how he's. We're assuming he comes back okay, but like we don't know. Uh, and Rudy Gobert, I think as as huge as he is defensively, is part of their their like t- like mentality. They kind of can't play with him. Right, I, I think Suns may be able to get away with just not playing eight if they just want to go super small ball. They may be able to do that. I think Utah just has to have Gobert on the floor at all times. So I'm still going with Utah to him because of that. Um, but after tonight, 
after this one game, I, I'm kind of waffling, but I'll still go with Utah. I think I'm with you because I think if you make Gobert struggle, it means more to Utah than if you make Aiton struggle. That's like, what I'm trying to say. Yep. Yeah, yep. Phoenix's identity isn't based around Aiton. Utah's identity is based around Gobert. And uh, I think the Warriors have more than a puncher shot against both teams. But while Phoenix has a little less experience as a unit, I think they can make it a lot tougher for the Warriors than Utah. Now I'm talking about it like the Warriors are the favorite here. I I guess, yeah, just gun to my head, I think Utah is the more favorable matchup. Yeah, I I think, you know, I think they have a little bit better than a puncher's chance, uh, too. I think there's a little more than that there. That That's kind of the... Um, oh, you like, know where I, you, yeah, you know where I, I land so. with it, but but I think they um I think they I think they have a chance against both teams, which is like more than you expect from a traditional eight versus one. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, what a horrific loss by the Mavs tonight. Just just what are you like, like this is the thing about the NBA, right? It's just the variant stuff with the NBA now. It's just crazy. Absolutely. Right, we got, got, got Mikus. Mikus, what's up, man? Hey gentlemen, can you hear me tonight? We oh, can hear right. you. I got the AirPods and I'm still driving, but it's one fifteen in Florida, and uh, we're we're absolutely electric after that win tonight. You know, Legend. it was fun seeing Devin Booker turn into Kevin Durant and Jay Crowder turn into Ray Allen and Chris Paul be the usual police officer that he is. But it was not enough to beat our gutty, gritty Warriors. Uh, my question tonight is: it's kind of a two-parter, but can we get a shout out for our G League developmental staff? I don't know if the success of some of our fringe rotation guys is as much on Kerr and. Uh, that part of our staff, as much as like Jordan Poole, Juan Toscano Anderson, getting really valuable uh, insight and uh, coaching up when, or down when they were in the G League. So thoughts on uh, that, guys. And also kind of to flip it, everybody keeps asking, would we rather play the Suns or uh, Utah? Which player do you think stays up at night and is more terrified of seeing Steph Curry? Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert or Chris Paul in the playoffs? What's the answer? That is a great question, Mikas. Andy, you go first. I think Chris Paul, you know, they're friends, Chris Paul and Steph, but you'd be lying if you don't think Chris Paul hates Steph with a passion, you know, when he has to play him. Because uh, Chris Paul was supposed to be the next in line to be the next great point guard, and, and Steph really, quote unquote, cut him uh, in line. has become amazing. I, I think uh, the G League developmental stuff is, is, is awesome. I think that's a great point, Sam. I think Jordan Poole gained his confidence back by going to the G League. Right, like that's where he came. He was awful at the beginning of the season. Went to the G League, came back, and look at him now. And he's been able to kind of propel that to be a real NBA player. But I'll let you answer. I feel like I talked a lot today. All right, so I think Chris Paul is the guy who punches a hole in the wall when he <laughs> thinks about stuff. Like he he gets all worked up and Andy and, Bernard uh, style. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Put puts a hole in the wall. Gobert is the one who's waking up and sweats in the middle of the night thinking, um, you know, like a little worried having to explain, you know, why he's stressed to everyone at all times. <laughs> I mean, it's two different, it's two different styles of stress. You know, it's that, that's, that's my read on the situation. Um, just, just taking the, just taking the guess here. You wrote, you, you, you remind me of KD in the commercial where he wakes up in a cold sweat. After yes, after exactly. That, that's, that's, that's Rudy Gobert. That is Rudy Gobert is waking up in the cold sweat, thinking of Steph putting him in a high ball screen. That's what's going on. Whereas Chris Paul is getting angry and just breaking things around the house. It's Chris Paul just yelling at his kids, lashing out at him for no reason because <laughs> he's got to play Steph in a game six again. Uh, it's, he's just, just, yelling, just yelling at his kids. They need, they need to hit that shot if they want to make it to the pros. <laughs> All right, let's keep bad. moving. Hey, guys, can you hear me? Paratosh, what's up, my man? Yeah, we yeah, can, can hear you. Yeah, yeah. so I, I want to talk about Wiggins and throw this question like to next season. Because yesterday, Kerr made a comment about Wiseman saying that he's going to be a great player in the league. It's kind of sounded like they might want to trade him. So I was just wondering, like, <laughs> do you guys, do, what do you guys think about a trade? Like, for example, Wiggins plus Wiseman plus maybe picks and fillers for like someone like a Bradley Beal. Because what I've, what we've been seeing from Wiggins, like he can guard the elites, uh, small forwards on the opponent. Like Beal can't do that. 
and he's been giving us like 20 points every night and on reasonably efficient numbers so like would you guys be okay be happy with that trade cuz i don't know that i will be cuz i didn't think i would reach this point but yeah wiggins has really grown on me peratosh appreciate it. that's a good point um andy I, i don't know do you think the warriors front office is trading everything for for radley bill i after after his media tour <laughs> i don't think that will affect Yeah, by the way, the meteor tour, we didn't even talk about that for a second. It's it's, it's for the better. We don't we don't need to. Okay. Yes. You you your point's been made. <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. Um I you know for Beal, I think I do it. Um but I think for the Pascal Siakam types is where I start to say, "Eh, I'm good." Like Andrew Wiggins tonight was kind of, "All right, like I can see he's not Pascal Siakam, but It's 75, 80% of, of Pascal Siakam. I'd rather not add Wiseman in for that, right? Like, I, I think I'm okay with that, maybe. Um, but yeah, with the BO, I think you kind of have to, Sam. I, I think you just you, you just have to make that trade. It's just an impossible offense to guard, and, and you can just pick up wings and centers um, to fill out the rest of the roster if you've got uh, Steph, Dre, BO, and, and, and Clay. I agree with you. It's a good way to put it. Also, like, right, if they could, maybe they can sign in. Maybe they can use Ubre's contract in a sign-in trade or something like that, right? As the salary maybe. filler, hopefully. Maybe. We'll see. It, are, we, are, we, are we in cap? Is it cap talk? We're not. Yeah. We're not. I'm, you know, I'm not the smartest guy to do that. I, I come here with the takes. <laughs> I'm not doing that. All right. Elliot, what's up, man? Bring Danny LaRue on later. Hey, Elliot, you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean... Thanks for you guys' coverage the whole year because it <laughs> covered my frustration. I mean, look at what this team's doing with – or at what Steph's doing with as little as this team's given him all along. Like, I think we kind of got to look at Lakeup and say, like, you're wasting one of the greatest years of all time from a professional player. And – If if he doesn't get something for him next year, I mean, that's just kind of we're kind of wasting that. But I think also, I mean, Draymond just destroyed the Suns' offense the entire fourth quarter. They played Booker and Paul from the start of the fourth quarter, and they couldn't get anything going. Draymond was all in it, and then JTA picked Chris Paul up from half court at the start of the fourth quarter the whole time and just destroyed him. I mean, that gave me like kind of, we believe memories of captain Jack, like just kind of getting in Dirk's head, like the way JTA did Chris Paul. I think like he kind of had him like that, like Chris Paul couldn't flop around. Like he couldn't do none of that bullshit <laughs> he normally does. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like Juan Toscano, he, he's a, He's a 5-1-0, like, lifer. Like, he'll, he'll fucking Absolutely. go at his throat. So, like, I, I don't I know. Think like, I, 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 I normally, like, see your guys' locker room pop up, and I just want to come on and complain about Steve Kerr, just like, <laughs> wasting Steph Curry's prime. But I'm, I'm a little hyped off tonight, and like, hey, I'm we're all stoked hyped. off Draymond and Steph. Like, we're all hyped off tonight. Elliot, that's a, that's a great call, and I appreciate it. And I feel like I just want to make this point. I don't know how Andy feels about this, but I feel like both things could exist. We can be frustrated with the state of the team, knowing how talented Steph is and how much of a winner Draymond is. And kind of, you know, they're still very much in their prime and feeling like, you know, you're missing an opportunity to compete for the title while also enjoying the fact that they're about to make a little playoff run. I think there's a very good chance that they upset a higher seed And that's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun to be kind of the lower seed and make that noise and kind of get everything on track. I feel like the biggest thing for the Warriors is if they pull an upset in the first round and they, you know, make some noise, I think that will do more for their ability to recruit in the off season. I'm with you. I liked his JTA take being a stack Jack kind of vibe. Uh, they needed that nasty. The Warriors need that nastiness. Wiggins doesn't have it. Poole doesn't. He's not that type of guy. Steph isn't that type of guy. Draymond Green is that type of guy. But they need another guy like that. And JTA is perfect. Him, him going after Devin Booker 
you know, just when the game started, that kind of thing is just, I mean, you need that. Like, especially in the postseason, right? Like, By the way. As long as he's not actually fighting or whatever, but they need that. I'm yeah. so excited. JTA is absolutely going to start a fight with by game two of a series because he's an irritant. You know the type. Um, and they're going to – let's just say they beat Utah one of the first two games. And so Utah seeded home court. Let's say it's 1-1. Right. That's when he's going to get into someone's grill a little too aggressively and they're going to try to push back. And we're going to see everyone get separated, and that's when I know the series will be won. It's yeah. happening. I guarantee that that moment will happen. All right, save this. Record this. I'm with you. Like It's much needed because you can't have Draymond. Racket. 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 It's – oh, God. JTA is the best. All right, we'll keep moving. Will. Will, what is up, man? Going once. Going twice. Will. Yo, you guys hear me? Oh, oh, there we go. Coming through. Picking right, up right. at the nine count. Got you. Sorry, you guys. About that. Standing right. eight count. No worries. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, I just want to ask if you guys think like it's pretty, or I'll just say, I think it's pretty unrealistic to expect Wiseman to be like Aiden next year, like even like DeAndre Aiden, right? So we assume that, isn't it like, Kind of how I just how can you justify keeping him if he can't even be a contributing member of the team at that point? Well, wow. well, I appreciate that. Okay, so I I feel like it's not as binary as that. Um, Andy, I feel like uh, okay, I don't think he'll be as good as eight next year, but you don't have to trade him just for the sake of trading. Him. Right. Like, okay. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I think I he can help. I, I think he can help the Warriors next year. It's more like if he is the piece that helps you get the, the player who puts you over the top, you can't say no. That's, that's how I feel about him. Like you can't be like, we're not trading him because we think he's going to be that guy. No, if he, if he's like the throw in piece to get you Yana to get you like a big time player, I'm watching Giannis on my TV. Like I, I don't. Oh, know, I, I'm, I'm on the same channel that. as you. I'm but on the yeah. same channel. As you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it also matters how they develop him too. Uh, let's keep it moving because we're we're gonna get to this all day long. But just stop using him the way that they used him in the beginning of the season. Agreed. Fine. All right, Lizzie, what's going on? Hey guys, so um, would you guys rather just see uh, Portland in the playing game, or is the chance to put the Lakers in the brink of elimination just too good to pass up? Oh, that's a great question, Lizzie. Thank you, Andy. I need to see. I need to see Warriors Lakers in a playing game. Although now it seems a little unlikely because AD's kind of helped the the Lakers stay afloat here without LeBron. Um, shocking. He's actually a really good player, despite the fact that uh, they say LeBron is the only reason that this team wins. But can, why can we Hardest see Warriors, Warriors Lakers? Please, can, I, can we see Warriors Lakers with the with something on the line? Because I don't think I've ever seen it in my lifetime. Sam and I just I want it. I need it. it. Just it's it's not good for my heart or my blood pressure, but I, I it's just it's good for the game. It's good for the sport. I I would love it. But if you want the Warriors to win, you want the Warriors to play the Blazers. Like that's it's much easier, much easier game for the for the Warriors. Yeah, I mean I could go either way. Um, hmm. I can't really decide. The narrative is fun. I, I think with the Lakers, the Warriors are going to be the underdog no matter what. But then you have to deal with Laker fans <laughs> who are not going to acknowledge that they have two superstars and the Warriors have Steph and a bunch of guys who do not score on a consistent basis. Um, but with that said, I mean, I've seen the Portland Rodeo too many times. So... Yeah, I can go either way. I don't. I don't. I, I guess I don't have a strong feeling about it. I don't have a strong opinion on it. Like I don't feel <laughs> like I need to see one or the other. So we're gonna take one last call here and then call it a night. Ashton, what's up, man? With the throwback Draymond photo, by the way, Ashton or Brandon, what's up? I man? can't see, so I'll trust you. What's up? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I just want to say that was a great game. Like that was it was it just felt like a playoff game. But um what's like the realistic ceiling just for this team? Like 
going on a crazy run, like how far can y'all see them going? This is a great question to end the show with. Oh, perfect right. way to end the show. <laughs> Andy, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, realistically, I, Mike Mikas called in yesterday with a great point. Realistically, if they stay in the right seed, they can play Utah Phoenix and then they could end up playing. They can avoid the, the Clippers, Lakers, and they could play like the Portland or, or Denver or something like that. So realistically, that's Western Conference Finals. The only problem that I see is I don't think they beat the Lakers or the Clippers in a seven-game series. So wherever they end up playing those teams, I think they lose. But realistic, if you're putting them on a path where they get to play Rudy Gobert and then the Denver Nuggets in the second round, I think they can make the Western Conference Finals. Absolutely. I'm with you. I think they're going to run into depth issues. So, But the only two teams I think that are – demonstratively better than them are the LA teams. Yep. So so if they yep. hit the Clippers or the Lakers, I think they're going to lose. But if they get a path where they don't have to play either team, it's going to be more about like, do they run out of gas? Do they have the legs of this eight-man rotation to get there or or anything else? So like I, I don't I don't think it's implausible for them to get to the conference finals. Um, it just depends how everything breaks because they are a paper thin team at this point. Yeah, they are. They are, and, and and Steph looked a little tired tonight. But in the postseason, you do get one day of rest, and in the postseason, you know you are usually playing eight man, nine man rotation. Although Steve has played fifteen man rotation in the NBA Finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, well, you know? we don't need to talk about that right now. <laughs> anyway, I think they can make the Western Conference Finals. I am optimistic tonight, Sam. I think best game of the season, best two game series back to back of the season, Sam. This this team is uh, man, what a season! What a season! Absolutely. Guys, we appreciate you. We'll be back after the Pelicans game. So, sir, keep them moving. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.